So, uh, today we're doing Hamishi Pashas Matis. Now, I believe uh, that we read this Parsha, the most fascinating thing, uh, when, we, when we just uh, take a look about what the Jewish people, they conquered, the, the just an enormous amount of, of cattle and people and, and gold and silver, just tremendous, tremendous amount. It was a, from the Midianite people. And then the Pasik testifies something so spectacular. The Pasik says that the people, the, the, the heads of the army, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they say we counted the people of the war. Now each tribe, as we learned earlier, gave a thousand people. It was a total of 13,000 people. And they said they counted. Not even one person was missing. You believe it? In a war like that, not even one person. Everybody stayed safe. I mean, this is like, even in the other Muhammads we learn, we don't see so the fetish, it says, Rashi says it was just a shifcha achas. So that means also that in the other wars that we read before. But to such an extent that nobody over there was captured, but over here that the Pasik should testify that not even one person was missing, that seems to be like, I don't believe it a miracle. Um, and we need such a miracle today, you know, as the Israeli forces entered into Gaza and uh, facing such a ruthless enemy. So we, we pray that what we read in the parish over here, that lenifkad mimenu ish, that even one person should not be missing, that they should be successful in a way that is beyond nature, in a way that we find over here in this week's parish and it coincides. So hopefully that what says here will apply to them as well, and they will have this outstanding success. But... It's interesting. I mean, Rashi has a re- little bit of a problem with the word. It says, Lo nifkad mimenu ish. What does it mean, Lo nifkad mimenu ish? Uh, normally, the word pikudim, as we learn all the time in the previous parashas, Pinchas, for example, we talk about pikudim means counted. That means the number, the people that are, that, that means that they are there. Here we're saying, Lo nifkad, one would translate, Lo nifkad, Mean nobody was counted. That means they were all lacking. Lenifkad mimenu ish. Rashi says no. Lenifkad means nobody was lacking. Rashi goes through, brings various proofs from various places, from various psukim, in which the word yipoket can also mean lacking. Over here, lenifkad means not to be lacking. So one wonders why is the same word used, exactly the same shoirish and the same word used for both, that for being there and for not being there. Uh, it seems to be just a paradox. Nifka uh, means to be counted, and Nifka means uh, not being there, not counted, means the opposite. Nifka uh, means nobody was missing, and Nifka can mean, would mean, nobody was counted. But in essence, when the a person who is really counted is when he is when he's not. Like uh, when are we not lacking? Uh, nobody is lacking. Is when we are actually when we are counted. Uh, that makes us actually being counted. Which means which which really understood is that we know that uh, in kedusha. The more bitl you are, the more subjugated to Hashem you are, 
then you are more existence because then you're part of Hashem existence. So the more bitl, so actually the idea of being lacking is actually more of your existence. So when we say that nifkad, nobody was missing, uh, nothing was missing, is actually why were they not missing is because nifkad, because they are a real existence. Because when the Yidin went to the war, they recognized that it was Hashem's miracle. They recognized that it wasn't yodi. They recognized that the uh, uh, success that they had was attributed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the fact that they're all there was actually because they didn't take the credit for themselves because they were, in a sense, they were not in a Metzius for themselves. They were, in a sense, lacking in their own Messias, that's why they weren't lacking in their real existence, because they were too, totally connected to Hashem. And that's why we find that what happens, they right away they bring a gift, because they recognize that it comes from Hashem. So they bring a gift to Hashem. And um, the Pasik says, that they brought the gift to atone for themselves. So Rashi learns, it seems like from Rashi, Rashi learns that this goes on specifically on the Chumos as Rashi translates it, because it says they brought all kinds of golden vessels. They bought the foot ring, they bought the hand ring, they bought, they brought the finger ring, they bought the earring, and also the chumos. The chumos represents the bad thoughts that they may have had for the daughters of Midian, in which they did sins with. So that's represent the chumos. Rashi says they were atoning for that. But in general, in the Pasik, it seems... Uh, that everything was they brought was to atone for themselves. It seems like of the whole pasuk. Why would they need to atone for themselves? So perhaps we can also say that it's almost uh, natural when you go out and you're successful and you win the war and you fight hard and you uh, are able to, to, to beat the enemy and, and nobody dies... Uh, as like we had, you know, the Kipat Barzel, they call it, the Iron Drone. So there is a euphoria. People start to think, oh, it's the strength. I heard that even the President of the United States took credit. <laughs> I heard him on, the, uh, on a recording. He said, well, we funded it. We helped advance the technology. So now everybody is jumping on the bandwagon saying, oh, you know what? We're the ones that, that did it. So... You know, there is a, a sense of a feeling. People make a mistake, especially when you see nobody, nobody died, nobody died. They said, oh, look what we created. We can protect ourselves. It's very, very dangerous. That's why the Pasuk says right away, they brought a gift. Why did they bring the gift? They brought the gift because this was sort of to atone for themselves because if they had a feeling or they had a... Uh, satisfaction or any ideas or thoughts to take themselves credit, they right away brought the gift to Hashem to say to Hashem, to, for, it's, it's, it's not two separate things. L'chaperan is through the gift because the gift represents the idea that they're agreeing, that they are realizing that it's not them. It's the Eberster that is the Kippat Barzel. It is the Eberster that protects us. Very just, I thought something, uh, you know, in the Toichacha actually, uh, it, 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 when it says that the heavens will be like Barzel, that's supposed to be a cloth. <laughs> that's, that's one of the toichacha, that it will be the rain. The, 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 the sky is supposed to be um, 
uh, porous so that the rain can come down. But over here as a protection. But we are definitely uh, certain that the success of all of Am Yisrael and the success of those who are protecting Am Yisrael, the soldiers of Eretz Yisrael who are Moiser Nefesh, who are literally giving up their lives and going into the uh, fire, into the range, and especially going into the enemy's territory, which is, of course, very, very dangerous. And it's, uh, unfortunately, in the past, sometimes there were casualties, but we're hoping that that's not going to happen. But they are having Mesiris Nefesh, so our prayers and our hope and our certainty that Hashem will do as we read in this parsha. Loi nifkad mimenu ish. Not even one person should get hurt. And the Abishta will send the blessing and the Abishta will send the success. And we will once and for all get rid of the enemy. And the Jewish people will be able to live securely in their land. And the Mitzvah Shem will be zeichet to the Gula Mitzvah Shlema to Mashiach Tzidkenu Meheri